Welcome back to Brothers King Talk, where today we are reviewing the 1992 hit Into the Road by Boys 2, as in the number two, men. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And Samuel, you you mean to tell me that that's not Boys I.I. Men? <laughs> boys I.I. Men? <laughs> no, Boys 2 Men, yes. Uh, you know, another... Uh, so this, I mean... First power ballad, or not power ballad, excuse me. First true R&B hit. Um, you know, we've we reviewed a couple of R&B styles, but uh, yeah, this is a true modern R&B hit. You know, uh, 1992 had a crazy event happen, though, that I wanted to kind of call out as our fun fact. So, uh, in 1991, very sad event happened. Uh, Queen and the world, I should say, lost Freddie Mercury. Uh, he passed away in 1991. And so uh, 1992, April 20th, was the date of the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, where bands like Metallica, Extreme, Def Leppard, and Guns N' Roses, among literally countless other amazing guest stars who would perform with Queen in the vocalist position as a tribute to Freddie Mercury. Uh, they performed tributes to Queen and to Mercury. Uh, it was it was incredible. You know, uh, not only was this a tribute concert, but it was also a charity concert uh, to benefit AIDS research and awareness and treatment. The concert had over 72,000 people in attendance and was viewed on television by a reported over one Billion individuals. Indeed. That is a that billion is, with a B. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, this, like, so this is going to sound awful, but it happens a lot in music history. Um, Freddie Mercury dying was one of the best things that ever happened for his career because after um, he died, you know, there was this massive concert. Bohemian Rhapsody actually went to the top of the charts again after 20 years. It showed up in Wayne's World. And now, like, Queen and those songs are just part of the cultural zeitgeist. Like, it's insane to think about. And yeah, uh, I absolutely. think that's the, that was really the period when that started. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen... If you've seen the movie uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, if if you haven't, it's it's really it's, fantastic. It's meh, but <laughs> I I really enjoyed it, especially the uh, uh, the the concert the concert scene at the very very end. I just thought it was really really solid. Um, but you know, I, I I think that's part of something that needs to happen. You know, it's it's a terrible event, but it's one of these things that was so imp so pardon the pun instrumental in the uh so instrumental in the just understanding of of music of that time for sure speaking of music of the time um let's talk about this song so 
go ahead and give me your first impressions of Boys to Men, because I had never really listened to them up to this point. You know, I, I have heard the group's name. That's about the extent. I knew they were R&B group, um, but I've never really decided, like, it's, I don't know. R&B really isn't my favorite genre. Like, I don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of great uh, tracks in with a lot of fantastic, incredible artists. But it's just not something I've normally seeked, uh, seeked out. So this is definitely the first true modern R&B track from our list. And honestly, I do enjoy it. Um, this song is exactly what I would think about when someone says, oh, what's a good R&B song? This is the song that I, I would, I would feel like plays in my head. It's just, this is R&B from, uh, just a technical standpoint, you know, the melodic keys, the amazing vocal harmonies, the spoken word in the latter half of the song, I think musically came together really really well uh that has to be uh the first first time i listened through this this was just the biggest thing for me so i'll be honest what stood out to me and i think i'm with you r&b isn't ever a genre that i can appreciate it i think there's some great r&b music um i am more of a fan of motown you know like 60s air motown which these guys were on motown records but it was it's a different kind of R&B in the 60s versus the 90s. Yeah. And so it opens with that deep talking voice. And I immediately can't take the song seriously because that deep talking voice in the middle of an R&B song has been parodied so much throughout my entire life <laughs> that I just true. I can't ever take it seriously. I'm like you sound like such a dork right now. <laughs> Okay, sure. So it just it hit me all <laughs> it hit me all weird and I will I'll talk about it in the music and the lyrics later, but like yeah, it just I it threw me off and made me if we could just take out all the deep voice talking in the song, it would be automatically a step up. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, it was, um it was written by Kenneth Babyface. What was his last name? I got it written down here. It uh, wasn't Babyface. Kenneth Babyface Admins, I think. Demons. Um, Edmonds. Sorry, my handwriting is so horrible. I couldn't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, Antonio L.A. Raid, and Daryl Simmons. And from what I can tell, they're basically just kind of like some in-house writers for R&B, Motown, etc. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. You know, let's let's move to the music first because I, you know, okay, I see what you're saying about the the deep spoken word. But hear me out. Uh, I feel like this was the song that maybe inspired the parody. And so we kind of have to look at this through the lens of it's never been done before. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but this is kind of what I hear when I listen to this. Uh, because outside of the vocal melodies, there isn't a whole lot of substance to the track. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an observation. 
you know, the vocals are going to do most of the heavy lifting, and that makes sense in a vocal harmony group. Another good example of this was when we talked about Wilson Phillips. That's another vocal group. Vocal melodies are going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. That is expected. But I think they did a great job of giving each member of the group their time to show their own talent. And that coming together is a way that really comes together, and it's it's truly special. I think the spoken word is deep and rich, and it gave a great dynamic to the track as a whole. And you're right. I, I, it's cheesy. You're right. But I'm trying to look at it through the lens of this has not been parodied for the last 30 years, but instead has been... It is something that is revolutionary for the genre. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I will give... So, music, vocal harmonies, they are quite good. Like, this is... These guys have some serious vocal talent. Um, they're pulling from classic gospel, Motown traditions. It is hitting all the right spots for me. Um, I mean, they even might like, go into like a little acapella bit near the end. And I'm a sucker for acapella too. Like, oh, yeah. man, these guys have some talent, and I really do appreciate that. Their their vocal talents. That's you know what they're. That's their job. They're a vocal group. For sure. Um. And you know, I'll just I'll look past deep bass voice for now because I do have some other thoughts. Um. The rest of the music, the instruments, it's just there to support the harmonies. That's not a bad thing, though. I'm actually okay with that. Because like you said, we want the vocals to be upfront and, and great. And man, these guys kill it. Yeah. So um, all the musical points are all the vocals, not so much the instrumentation. It, it, it makes me think, man, what if these guys got a solid producer that you know, produced really great music behind them. What could they do? Maybe they did that later in their career. I don't know. But for what they did here, it was really great as far as the vocal talent goes. Yeah, and, you know, I could agree more. I, I think the, the vocal talent here is is top-notch. It really, really is. Now, as we move into the lyrics, I'm probably going to take a back seat here because you my friend are the breakup song aficionado but i will say this i will say one thing real quick i felt the lyrics for the most part did a great job of conveying the conveying the pain of a breakup but there were a few problematic lyrics from today's standpoint you belong to me is one of them in the context of the breakup song, it's a little bit of an ew from me. And in the spoken word, although I liked the tone of the voice, it sounded more like, you're abusive and I don't care. I'm sticking around. And that is not a relationship that needs to stick around. But that's that was the only thing that I really felt about the lyrics. I was like, hmm, that sounds weird to my modern ears so in all fairness they did say you belong to me i belong to you which so it's true the lyrics at first glance they're, they're really sweet you know all about unfailing love i'm gonna love you no matter what right 
Um, it's kind of that um, there's a fine line and, you know, there's been some great movies and stories about this. The fine line between I am being romantic and heroic and I'm being a creepy stalker who thinks I'm owed you. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so I feel like this these lyrics straddle that line and fall a bit more over into the I deserve you are my prize that I deserve more so than you're a human being with your own decisions right um so upon like deeper listen i don't get the feeling this girl even wants to be in this relationship he's saying she left him and did him wrong and is gone Mm -hmm. okay um is the narrator just kind of stalking her then saying they belong together like he deserves her because I get nothing from her that indicates she wants to be with him at all. Right. And I know this is a it's a a thing of there's two cultures I'm I'm up against here. One is the whole entire I wasn't alive back then, different culture. However, I I think, you know, we do need to hold people to modern standards even if the culture was different. You know, if someone's a racist bigot, they still were, even if it was a different culture. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, likewise, I'm up against this the whole entire R&B culture. I know it's different. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, their own kind of, like, vocabulary about it and their own kind of what may seem extreme to me probably isn't to that, to the people who listen to that music a lot, right? Yeah. Sure. So I know I'm I'm kind of butting heads against cultures I'm not entirely familiar with. However, with that said, the song comes off as super creepy to me. Like, it just, it hits me wrong. And I'm just like, hmm, this feels like that creepy guy who thinks he deserves something rather than a mutually loving relationship. Um, I would even be okay if the song was flipped to, you know, you broke my heart and I'm at the end of the road now. You know, it's rough. I I don't know what to do with myself. I'm okay with those type of songs. I'm not okay with saying it's only right that you get back with me because I deserve that somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just hits me as kind of creepy and I don't really like the lyrics at all. <laughs> um, and then yeah. the, like you said, the, the deep voice, which I found cheesy to begin with, but outside of that, um, it just, it sounds almost menacing there at the end yeah so it, I, it might be a cultural divide that i'm just not as familiar with but it is not hitting me good whatsoever also yeah. if you use the word baby one more time i was like <laughs> really right now i'm out <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah my my final thoughts on this music i give it to that vocal talent is not to be denied it kills. Solid. Um, lyrics, I give a ha- half a point. I almost gave them a zero, but I think there are some good ideas in there. I like a good breakup song. It just kind of, it went too far into the creeper territory for me. And because of that, overall, I don't think the song holds up. 
because in modern days it reads more like a creepy guy on stalking someone on the internet than it does romantic gallant love so the lyrics really tank the song for me which is a shame because in other words i was enjoying it i give it a three and a half out of nine okay okay so you know this is like i said before exactly the type of song that i think of when i think r&b it's a great song to think of honestly because it i mean it really is the uh the start of r&b in the mainstream i just shown as the fact that it is part of the Billboard Top 100s that we're going through. The lyrics are definitely problematic in more places than a a few, but overall, I think the track is pretty good. Uh, The vocals are stellar from the highs to the lows, uh, you know, really, really solid. And I, I think this is overall a very, very solid track. Um, Along the same lines of you with the ratings here, we got music. uh, I did change up my rating just a little bit here, but music I ended with a one and a half, 1.5, because it is super, super good, super, super solid in terms of uh, style. The vocal melodies, just really, really solid. Lyrics, I also gave a 0.5. Just too problematic in too many places to get anything higher than that. And you're right. It reads kind of like a creepy stalker message. That's not great. Um, Excuse me. And then um, finally, we ended with a 1.5 in the overall section just because it's an R&B track. And it's a great R&B track. If it was just the vocal melodies and no lyrics, it would be fantastic. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So it's middle of the road here for me. And I landed on a 3.5 out of 9. Wow, matching scores. We haven't done that in a while. No, no, we have not. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are, I've greatly enjoyed this. and I'm going to enjoy just continuing to move throughout this decade and the next. So um, as always, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And we have been talking about 1992's End of the Road by Boys to Men. This has been a Brothers King Media production. Mm-hmm.